Sports Business Journal's SBJ Presents podcast, featuring industry experts, insight, and perspective on the issues impacting the business of sports. In this episode, sponsored by NetSpend, we'll discuss digital payments at stadiums and venues. Joining us, Derek Tennis, Senior Vice President, leading NetSpend's Consumer Partnerships team. Hey, Derek, thanks for joining us. Before we talk about what's happening in your world, maybe tell us a little bit about yourself and NetSpend. I don't want to assume that everybody in our audience knows what's going on here, so maybe fill us in. Yeah, sure. I appreciate being on today. We're responsible for a pretty wide variety of different partnerships, so retail relationships, financial service providers, fintech uh, partnerships, and then most recently into some large consumer brands and then sports and affinity partnerships, which I know is what a lot about what we're going to talk about today. For the folks that aren't familiar with NetSpend either, uh, NetSpend's been in business for about 20 years. We're focused on serving both consumers and businesses with financial payments, products, and services. And we're one of the largest providers today in the country of both prepaid debit cards and demand deposit accounts for consumers. And so my team manages a lot of the relationships with different partnerships, and we work with those partners to uh, find new ways to reach consumers and deliver some pretty innovative and, and fun payment products for them to help them manage their finances. Okay, that's helpful. You know, the digital payment thing was in play prior to COVID-19, but I'm curious if it played a role, the pandemic did, in accelerating the demand for digital payment. Yeah, it definitely did. As we all know, through what happened in 2020, as folks were maybe stuck in their homes for a little while, their need to receive payments, whether they came from the government, whether they came from their employers, we just saw a tremendous adoption of some of the products and services we have to allow folks to either A, receive payments, but then B, even more importantly, to make the payments to continue all the aspects of their daily life while they were at home during COVID. So whether they were buying things online or they were uh, sending money to friends and family or those types of things, our products serve all of those needs for consumers. So we saw a lot of that activity really start to ramp up during COVID just kind of across our general consumer base, separate and apart from anything going on with, with sports, because obviously there weren't very many sports activities going on at that time. Yeah, I was going to say that, you know, uh, 2020, a lot of the stadiums were empty, but as they're coming back, What's been uh, the transition in the stadiums and the venues? Well, I think that, as you mentioned, there were already the waves were starting to take shape in terms of cashless stadium, uh, cashless events, even before COVID. But what COVID did is really, you know, just pressed fast forward on all of that. And, and I think as you saw some of the first events that began to happen right after the pandemic was starting to to kind of transition into its next phase where, you know, the World Series uh, was held in Dallas at the new Globe Life Park in Dallas. And that was a cashless venue from the very start. So while they may have opened that stadium in 2020 for the 2020 season, and they probably would have still accepted cash at parts of the stadium, when they did that after COVID for the playoffs, they were cashless from the very start. And so I think We've seen that as every stadium or venue has kind of come back online, that that they really feel like the need is to be cashless from the very start right now versus having a more of a transitional period. So it's, it's really played a role in that. 
Now, where's the demand coming from? Is it exclusively the pro sports franchises or does it extend into the college ranks as well? Well, I think it does go across the board. The pro sports franchises were a lot of the first ones to bring fans back. And so I think that they they did set the tone for it. However, I think that the approach to cashless is one that is important for the operators of the stadiums. And, you know, we can kind of talk about some of their motivations, but it's also, it's a public safety thing too. And so a lot of it was about just making the transactions happen faster. The transactions didn't require as much interaction, a time of time of interaction between fans and employees. And so that applies whether it's a pro sports franchise, it's a stadium, uh, or it's a uh, it's a college stadium, or whether it's a venue that hosts a concert or, or any of these other things. And so I think the demand for a cashless venue is not one particular type or another. It runs the gamut of pretty much any stadium or venue at this point. You've got a ton of clients. What are they telling you and what are your prospective clients telling you maybe the greatest needs are in terms of payment options? Well, I think that where we're starting to probably see the the emerging part of payment options is, is in the mobile space or the digital space, right? Because previously card acceptance was pretty, you know, pretty ubiquitous at this point. And and so as more fans though are taking advantage of new technology. So you've got a couple things that are coming into play there. One, identity verifications at stadiums, you know, people that you, you see clear outside stadiums now, you see all the ticketing services are pretty much digital now. Like the days of having a paper ticket to take home as a souvenir are pretty much gone as, as all tickets are digital now. So fans are engaging for various aspects of their kind of journey through the stadium or to, through a game experience with their mobile phone, from getting through the gate to uh, storing their ticket to finding their seat, and then now to mobile, you know, ordering food. So there's a lot of either ordering at your seat or ordering at your seat and then going to pick it up somewhere. And so then engagement with the phone required more payment capabilities built into into the phone and into those digital experiences. And we think that that's the really interesting aspect of where NetSpend can play in these environments now. Because we've, you know, we've been doing cards and, and those types of payment products for a long time. But the emerging use of, of the mobile phone as the payment device is where we think the real opportunity lies. Yeah, you know, from the consumer side, too, I mean, there are so many things I'm sure you could plug in here. What's your read on consumers? What do they want in those in-stadium digital apps, because I know for a lot of us, a consumer myself, the last time you tried an app a few years ago, maybe it was a little clunky, right? Maybe it didn't quite work and you kind of shied away from it. But now coming back to those apps, uh, it's great because a lot of that data, that information on your credit card is already stored in there and it makes it so much easier. Yeah. And I mean, you hit on it right there is, is that the demand for experiences that are more frictionless is really the key. I think going back to your question about COVID, we saw it as the accelerated transition of delivery and curbside services with restaurants and retail and how they were clunky at first, but eventually through a lot of focus, they became very frictionless and we've seen the growth and adoption and now people are sticking with it going forward. And I think that it, in the stadium, it's no different. At first, they were clunky, and now they're becoming more streamlined. And now I think fans, because fans are there to watch the game and to spend time with their friends and family, it's not to go stand in line and waiting for their food. And so if these experiences either A, open up 
additional lines, uh, pickup lines, things that allow them to go get their food, get back to their seat, go grab a t-shirt, get back to their seat in between innings. I mean, even the, the technology around kind of biometrics and whether you can have like cashierless shopping experiences. I mean, those are the things that are really growing within stadiums is the kind of self-service kiosks and little retail locations versus traditional concessions. All of those things allow for speed of transaction, less time making a payment and more time back in your seat, watching the game, spending time with friends and family. And that's what fans are looking for. I think ultimately there's a, a next stage too, which is loyalty, right? And engagement because as fans come back, the fans that are there every game, the season ticket holders, the regular, the real diehard fans, they're looking for also the loyalty experiences that come out of being a fan as well. Affinity is great. There, there's always fan affinity for the team, the merchandise, the logos, uh, and having that part on your card or you know wherever it might be. But I think that the aspects that in terms of rewarding experiences, that's also something that's new that fans are looking for. What are the kind of experiences? Is it access to a particular club within the stadium for showing up early? Is it um, for how much I've spent at the stadium over the last month, I get access to you know on-field batting practice or an engagement experience with, with one of my favorite players or a jersey or something like that. I think that's the next evolution of gaining uh, kind of adoption of a lot of these these services. And I think it, it, it will follow the model we've seen previously in both retail and restaurant space and things like that. You know, we've all got an Uncle Bob who, you know, doesn't have a smartphone. He's paying cash all the time, right? <laughs> what do you do for people like that? They're out there, right? I mean, you got a few of those folks. How do you get them to adopt what does that timeline look like? Is it possible? Yeah, I do have an Uncle Bob, um, actually. <laughs> and um, I think he would be he would fall into that camp. And I think the adoption comes from probably a couple of things. So one I just mentioned, which was the loyalty aspect. If that Uncle Bob is a regular season ticket holder or he's at, you know, 25 games a year as a baseball fan, his desire to utilize these services will be driven by also what is the reward for using them. I think we all probably have those various things in our life that we go and, you know, purchase the same cup of coffee every day or go to the same place. And we adopt these type of payment products because we're rewarded for our loyalty. And I think that that's a key component of it. And then I think the second, second aspect of it is just going to be the kind of frictionless experience that I mentioned in the stadium, which is at a certain point, it will become just as easy to utilize these services because it's kind of like you said, you store your card and now it's, you did that once. You're not pulling your card out every time you're going to buy something. You already have your hands full with the, you know, two hot dogs and a couple of drinks and all that other stuff versus just tap and pay and move on. I think that that experience in the stadium, frictionless experience, quicker back to the seat and then the loyalty components, those are really what's going to drive adoption. And, and then, I think we will start to see like kind of a critical mass that starts to use the products going forward. You mentioned the Rangers new park. I'm curious, you know, cashless from the get go and then, you know, applying this to other stadiums, ballparks around the country, say Wrigley Field, been around forever, right? It's not safe to assume that each ballpark or each football stadium has the same technology. So, I mean, you kind of, you know, it's kind of, I guess, tricky for you guys in rolling this out because you have to kind of deal with that, right? 
Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of different kind of infrastructure that's in place. And it, it's funny you mentioned like a Wrigley Field, which is obviously, a, a, you know, very old stadium, but, uh, you know, they have their own infrastructure. I think one of the things that we've realized, and, and this applies to us here in Austin, is that, you know, we're working with Austin FC, the new MLS team here in Austin, and they have a brand new stadium. And so that's great because it's a little bit more of ground up development of that infrastructure being able to partner with the team as they develop a following here in the city of Austin and partner with all the other vendors within the stadium to really build out the products in a way that is gonna deliver on, on kind of what I just talked about, the, the kind of frictionless experiences, the right type of loyalty engagements. And so I agree with you, as you look across the whole sports landscape venues, Yes, there is legacy technology, there are but those are opportunities. But I think that there's also, you know, NetSpend is approaching it from a point of view, especially with some of the partnerships we have, like Austin FC, where we can kind of start from scratch with a great new stadium and work with the team to develop a great experience for their fans so that they can drive the kind of cashless digital stadium that they really envision for a town like Austin. Maybe compare and contrast that. What's it like working with a franchise from the ground up, from the get-go versus, you know, coming in and, hey, they've been around for 100 years. Yeah. Working with the teams is always great. They are great partners. I think that there's always a joint vision of bringing great experiences to the fans. I mean, that's, that's why you partner with teams like this is because those same fans are customers of NetSpend and, and we want great experiences jointly for them. So working with the teams is great, whether they've been around for a hundred years or they've been around for one year. Working with Austin FC though has been fantastic. I mean, they are a first-class organization. The people have been fantastic. We've really shared a real aligned vision about what we want to do from a product and technology perspective, but also I think just the mentality of the organization of the team and our company has really lined up well here in the city of Austin, both from a community uh, engagement and giving back perspective as well. So you always find those things with every kind of team or organization you work with that that are some of the intangibles as well, but all the teams and different partners we've worked with have been really really great. And, and, you know, our parent company is Global Payments. They recently announced that they're going to be working with Mercedes-Benz Stadium. And that is another example of their headquarters is in Atlanta. Our headquarters at NetSpend here is in Austin. And so we've got kind of two hometown teams that have just got a really good in-sync perspective on what we want to do and what we want to build in the community for fans and customers here in these two cities. And, and it's been great to be a part of both of those. Hey, Derek, I'm curious for the venue operators out there who would like to augment this, you know, post-game, beyond the event itself. Where does that conversation start? How do you implement that? Yeah, it's a great question. So we've had a couple of conversations with various teams and venue operators. And, and so I think there are numerous benefits to implementing a system like this. I mean, we've talked about the fan experience. We've talked about some of the things that are beneficial to them, but as a stadium or venue operator, there's a number of other benefits that come out of putting in place technologies such as this. So obviously there's a lot of data and there's analytics and there's the real-time feedback about what are fans doing? What kinds of uh, products are they ordering? Helping your inventory management and the like. There's data about customers 
for fans buying preferences and there and, and those types of things. And so all of those are kind of interesting in stadium data points that can benefit an operator by putting in place this technology. NetSpend takes it a little bit of a step further as well too, when it comes to kind of our broader suite of payment products, because one of the things that we can do is augment that with that data about customers and some holistic like buying habits that they may have. And this is really impactful to some of the other aspects of the team's business too. So they have a sponsorship or a, a partnerships groups. And those folks are looking at like, what are the local businesses where their fans are out eating or shopping after the game? Because those are potential partners for the team as well. So some of the data and analytics that can be shared about fans and their preferences, both in stadium and out of stadium can be very beneficial to the team as they enhance their overall business model from a sponsorship or a partnership perspective as well. And from a marketing perspective, out to those fans to draw them back into the stadium. So I think there's quite a few things that the operator really gets out of deploying the technology in addition to a great fan experience for their fans in the stadium. You work with so many clients all around the country. What's the future look like here? feels like the experience will continue to get better and be augmented, whether it's, you know, virtual reality, our experience we have, you know, with it, you know, getting into the stadium before the game, during the game. What's your feel on this? Yeah, I think you're right. I think that the places that you talked about, like getting into the stadium, I mean, that's one of the things that there's excitement, obviously, of walking in and, you know, getting to your seat and seeing everything that's going on. But the experience of being in line is, is a hassle. And, and that's where there are people that are trying to move people through the line faster. I think all of these different technologies are around one thing, which is improving the fan experience. And, and the fan experience means, you know, if I want to get something to eat, it's quick, it's easy, I can make my payment and I get back to the seat and enjoy my food. If I want to pick up merchandise, it's easy to find it. I can look at it, maybe look up the jersey I want on my phone order it, pay for it, and just go pick it up at the store without even having to like, you know, go through the, the store shopping. So there's a ton of different things where this type of technology, both from a payment and a digital perspective, can improve the fan experience so that they spend more time watching the game, interacting with their friends and family. And then to your point, I think with, you know, all the increases in, in Wi-Fi capability and the bandwidth of the cell networks and all the other things, the ability to deliver stats and AR, you know, augmented reality experiences, those are probably in the future. Uh, we'll see if, if Uncle Bob is ready for those in the next, you know, two to three years or it's 10 years. But I think all of those things are potential enhancements to the fan experience in the future. But everybody's there to watch the game and spend time with their friends and family. And that's really where we want to keep them focused is so they have as much time to do that as possible. Yeah, we better get Uncle Bob a smartphone for Christmas. <laughs> that's right. Well, Derek, tremendous insight. We appreciate you joining us. Yeah, absolutely. I really appreciate you inviting me today and having the opportunity to share a little bit about what we're doing. I appreciate it. Thanks again to Derek Tennis, Senior Vice President, leading NetSpend's Consumer Partnerships Team. And thank you for downloading Sports Business Journal's SBJ Presents podcast, sponsored by NetSpend. NetSpend.